You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 313, The Solo Series. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra with you here. So um, one of these days, I'm going to write a book on psychological safety. I am, I'm at above 30 books at this point, and I don't think psychological safety, the book that I'm going to write about it is going to be the New York Times bestseller. I have another one in mind for my my ultimate goal of getting on the New York Times bestsellers list. But there is a book in me that is going to be on this topic. And I think I'm probably going to write it once I do my clinical psych PhD. But I wanted to talk about this on today's podcast because it is so critical to business success. And I don't think this in the realm of entrepreneurship gets talked about enough. And so in today's episode, we're talking about the fact that your psychological safety isn't optional. And one of the inspirations for this particular podcast episode is you know, I have uh, two of my three children are Gen Z. And the one thing I can tell you about Gen Z, there's lots of things that as a, uh, as an Xer, I, I, I do not comprehend about Gen Z. There's a lot that I'm like, what is up with them? But one thing I certainly do notice about Gen Z that really gives me hope for the future is that Gen Z is very big on honoring their psychological safety, on making sure that they, that they really talk about when they don't feel psychologically safe. And I think for Gen Xers, and I'll, I'll speak for myself as a Gen Xer, that wasn't a thing then. It wasn't a thing to say, my psychological safety isn't optional and I'm not letting you take, you must like, there was nothing with Gen X as we were, you know, 16, 17, 22, where we could openly say, you are making me feel psychologically unsafe and that is not okay. Whereas with Gen Z today, a lot of them are, they are moving through the world. Even if they don't openly come out and say it, it is their expectation that wherever they work, wherever they reside, that psychological safety is a standard that must be met. And so there's power in that. And so because I know I have different generations listening to this podcast, I do want to talk today about the fact that your psychological safety isn't optional. And I want to put it through the lens of entrepreneurship because I do think that psychological safety is one of those, you know, fad terms right now that is new and, and refreshing. And you hear a lot of conversation about psychological safety in, in the realm of corporate and employee centric work environments. A lot of people are starting to talk about, wait a second, when people work for companies, there's got to be psychological safety on teams. There's got to be psychological safety. So I'm hearing a lot of that conversation in corporate and employee work environments, but in the realm of entrepreneurship and the realm of solopreneurs, startups, uh, you know, companies that you have founded and built, I'm not hearing a lot of talk about the fact that as an entrepreneur, as the CEO, as the person who is going for venture capital, as the person who's building your client base, as the entrepreneur who's founded this company, 
we already understand that for your employees, their psychological safety is not optional. But what I'm saying in this episode is as the entrepreneur, as the founder, as the owner, as the CEO, your psychological safety isn't optional. And I'm going to go into what I mean by that in this episode. So I saw a quote on psychological safety on Pinterest that said uh, the following, and I don't know who who the quote is, who said this originally, but here's what it, here's how it describes what it feels like to feel psychologically safe. And the quote said, I feel safe in relationships when people take care of themselves, when people honor my boundaries, people accept differences, people are honest about who they are. People honor the importance of time together and time apart. People acknowledge when they've messed up. People hold space for me and allow me to hold space for them. People address issues in our relationship with a willingness to learn and grow. People are consistent in the ways that they show up. So that really describes, you know, at its core, no matter whether it's personal or professional, when you feel psychologically safe, you feel like, you know, it's this sense and this belief that it is okay and safe to share your thoughts, opinions, and ideas freely without fear of retribution, without fear of being degraded, fear of being shamed, fear of being just like when you are feeling psychologically safe, you feel free to be yourself. Now, the whole psychological safety term was coined by Harvard Business School professor, Amy Edmondson. And the way Amy Edmondson defined it is she defined psychological safety as a shared belief that the team is safe for interpersonal risk taking, right? Because in a, in a company, if you're on a team and you feel psychologically safe, you can say what you want to say and you need to say, and you can throw out ideas, you can disagree with things. And when you operate on a team that is psychologically safe, it really allows space for people to speak up and share their ideas, which then creates higher levels of performance. So when we think about the benefits of psychological safety, there are a ton of them, right? Like psychological safety creates emotional and mental well-being. If I'm free to be myself with you, that that creates emotional and mental well-being for me and for you, because that also means you're free to be yourself with me. Psychological safety creates space for taking creative risks, for saying what needs to be said, even if it isn't popular, and most importantly, for bringing your whole self to any given situation. If you are not psychologically safe, you will shave off parts of yourself. You'll hide parts of yourself. You will put on masks. You will play smaller. So there, nobody wins when when we are operating in environments that are not psychologically safe and here's the thing psychological safety has been shown in the research to boost performance on every single level so from a business perspective it benefits us to encourage psychological safety to be an example as a ceo of psychological safety and here's where i want to go to because oftentimes the research and the strategies and the best practices they really focus on how as a manager do you help your people feel psychologically safe on your team well it starts with you let's go there but i want to talk about this from a ceo entrepreneur perspective because you cannot build a business that thrives if you, as the owner, 
the founder, the entrepreneur, the one running the show. If you're constantly showing up in small ways because you're afraid that the people who are interacting with you or your business won't like the real you, there's, you don't have psychological safety. So you, you're smaller than you could be. Your full self is not coming out. So you're not going all out in your business, even if you're working 80 hours a week, because the, the whole you is not showing up because you're shaving pieces off. You're playing smaller than you need to play. Again, when the, when the world doesn't get the real you, they don't get the full you either. And then on top of that, you're spending so much energy trying to only show this part, only show that, hide this. And I'm not saying that as an entrepreneur and a CEO, that psychological safety means you put all your business out in the street. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm a private person. I know many entrepreneurs who are private people. We're not putting our children on social. We're not putting our marriage on, like we're not putting our business on social. I'm not saying that to be the whole real full you means you put all your dirty laundry out in the public eye. That's not entrepreneurship either, right? Like if you want to do it that way, do you dude. But what I mean is if you feel like you have to put on a mask, only speak about certain things, you have really big ideas that you want to share with the world, but you don't because you're afraid of what people will think. You don't want to, you know, you sort of censor yourself as the entrepreneur. So people only see pieces of you that you think are going to be approved of. That's not psychologically safe. And so the whole point of this particular episode is I am speaking to all my fellow CEOs and entrepreneurs out there, and I want to remind you, and I want you to really own the fact that as the owner, as the head, as the top, as the chief executive officer of your business, your psychological safety isn't optional. It's just not. It's not good for your emotional, mental well-being. It's not good for your business. It's not good for profitability. Listen, we are no longer living in a world where anyone should expect you to compromise your standards, your values, your beliefs, or your self-worth so that they don't feel threatened, right? Like we don't live in a world where you only get to show parts of your brilliance, because other people will feel bad in your presence. That is not psychological safety for you as an entrepreneur, and that is not okay. And it is never an option for you to compromise your feeling of safety for anybody else's feeling of comfort, and I don't care who they are. Not okay. You cannot compromise your feeling of safety for anybody else's feeling of comfort. It's time that we stop bartering and negotiating away our sovereignty in exchange for approval and acceptance. It's soul killing to do that. And it's time to put an end to it. And here's the truth. Here's the worst part of this whole thing. Anytime you are bartering and negotiating away your sovereignty, because you think that being a lesser version of yourself as an entrepreneur is going to make more people like you faster, you are actually really putting power in their hands that number one, they shouldn't have. And number two, they're probably not going to like you anyway. 
Like, so, so do you want people, there's going to be a group of people who will not resonate with your work as an entrepreneur, who will not buy things from your business because they just don't like something about your business and who are going to question whether you should even be in business. That's standard. If you're going to open a business, start a business, they're going to always be the group of people, the naysayers. They're not your folks. They're not your tribe. So why are you trying to win their approval by being less than who you are? Why are you going along with not creating psychological safety for yourself as an entrepreneur? Because you're worried about what people in the Twitterverse are going to say. Who cares? Like your tribe will get you. The people who are meant to work with you, the people who are meant to work for you, the people who are meant to buy from you, they get you and they will get all of you. So there is no reason to cater to an audience that's never going to buy from you anyway, because they will always find something to not like about you. So it's time for us to stop bartering and negotiating away our sovereignty in exchange for approval and acceptance that truly at the end of the day, we really don't want anyway. Like there are some people, you just don't want their approval and acceptance because it doesn't mean anything to you. So stop going for it. You know, Here's a final thing I want to say about this. And then this is probably one of the shortest episodes I've ever recorded. It's as an entrepreneur, it's not just important that you set the standard that your psychological safety isn't optional in your business. It's also important if you're going to have the level of energy you need to build the business, the level of energy that you need to grow the business. It's also important that in your personal life, so outside of your business as well, you let everybody in your personal life know my psych my psychological safety isn't optional. And if there comes a point that me being in personal relationship with you leaves me feeling unsafe psychologically, then I'm going to have to sever that tie with you because I cannot, I cannot siphon off parts of me and, and inappropriately use my energy in that way to please you in my personal life, which then drains me energetically. So then I'm giving less to my business. No bueno, like not doing it for you. So I think it's also important that not only as entrepreneurs, do we say in business, my psychological safety isn't optional, but in personal because they all affect each other. We, we communicate openly and clearly with folks. And we're like, listen, I'm not feeling psychologically safe. And I'm just letting you know that if this continues, I'm going to have to do something different in terms of our connection because I don't have time. And this is being clear. I don't have time and I don't have energy for this. I have an empire to build. And I'm sorry, but if you're costing me time and energy on building that empire, I'm going to have to take a good hard look at whether or not this connection is worth it for me. And I know that sounds cold. And I know there are people, people who say to me, wow, that is super cold. It is. And it's also fact. So I'm not saying don't keep people in your life, but I'm saying that the standard across your life in business and out of business needs to be that you're as the CEO of your life, as the CEO of your company, your psychological safety isn't optional. I'm sorry. It's not, it, it, this is having psychological safety in every arena of your life is a non-negotiable. And anybody who's going to compromise that for you, uh-uh, got to go. That's what I'm saying. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode. And thank you. Please share this with somebody you know who may be struggling with this topic of psychological safety and who just needs to hear this to be reminded 
that it's okay to set the standard that their psychological safety is not optional with anyone. So please share this. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And once again, I, I'm so appreciative that you took the time to listen to this episode of She Runs the Show.